are we ready for some podcasts? The Tuesday day for the Wednesday morning party. I think we're ready. Ready? Feels ready. It feels right. Do, 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 wow, do, your do, font do, is so do. large. Thank you. Because <laughs> you're not wearing your glasses. Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Katie. I'm Sean. And we both have opinions that don't matter. Well, they matter, but... Not really. Yeah, that's true. Maybe just to us and our brains. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Today's the day. Actually, it's really early for us. Feels great. I've been up. Took the dog for a walk. Sean always says this, and then around three or four o'clock, he's like, God, I'm so tired. Yesterday was a hard one. I was done by four o'clock. He took a nap and never got back up. <laughs> it's because I woke up at 5 a.m. <gasps> bolt up. You ever do that? You just sit bolt up right in bed? No. <laughs> I don't do that, but I will like not sleep well and just be frustrated. Mm. But you get up. I don't get up. If I don't sleep, I'll just roll around. I popped out of bed yesterday a little early, and therefore I had Really to, early. Yeah. Therefore, I had to pop back into bed really early. He's like, I just need, we're supposed to record the podcast last night. And he said, just give me like an hour. I'll just, I got a cat nap. I got a, I forget what word you use. Power nap. No, but you said power nap, but you said you need to do like recharge yourself or something. And I said, okay. And so you went to bed a little after four, like 4.15. And then 5.30, I went in to wake you and no luck, no dice. Mm. And then. I was offline. And then he came out at like 6.30 or so, and I was making myself something to eat. And then he laid on the couch and slept while I watched Love It or List It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt great. I, I went to bed um, when you went to bed, 9.30, 10 o'clock? Yeah, because I've been trying to go to bed earlier and get up earlier, but the going to bed earlier is working just fine, but the getting up is not. I can sleep, you guys. Yeah. If there was a If there was a competition, Sean and I would beat everybody. We can really sleep. Right, right. Well, I'm um, I'm feeling good, so I, I rested. And then this morning I woke up at 5 o'clock again, which is totally fine. Um, that's not a normal time. No, but I had banked a lot of sleep the day before. Yes. So I understood that that's why I got up. And um, I didn't just I didn't want to just lie there. I had all these things on my mind. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to take care of them, address them, get my day started. So I jumped out of bed. Did it? I didn't the wake song? up at all. Get out of bed, try to comb across my head. I, I don't know that song. No? Okay. <laughs> and I then apologize. I, uh, I went, I crept out into the living room where the dog sleeps. Mm-hmm. And she's in her crate. But I didn't want to wake her, you know, because I didn't want to be rude. Just because I'm up doesn't mean the dog has to be up. And she's not a morning dog. No, but she, she whimpered after She'll about stir. 10 minutes. So I opened it and she got all excited. And she was, she does that thing that like uh, pit bulls do where they, yeah, they she wiggle. wiggle. waggles their whole body. Yeah. It's like a, it's my a favorite. hot dog being tossed through the air. Yeah. Right? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Her so, little ribs go side to side. We played for a couple of minutes and I asked her, do you want to go outside for a walk? And she looked at me and she said, yes. You better be careful about what you're saying because she's relaxing. And those are her words. Right. She the has, O-U-T-S-I-D-E and the W-A-L-K. Off limits unless you mean business. So we went <clears> and um, it was nice. It was cold out. <clears throat> I'll tell you that. Was it cold? Because lo- yesterday was so hot. It's been like 75 here. Yeah. And then it, I think the low was like in the 50s though. So it was probably pretty chilly feeling. Yeah. She saw her doggo friends, the giant white fluffy one. Mm, Pyrenees. I don't know if it, it's Pyrenees and something else because mm-hmm. its head is darker. Oh, okay. And the body is, but it's huge. The thing must weigh like 140 pounds. Yeah, they're easy. big dogs. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of want one of those and get a saddle for Roxy. We requested, on. remember, they were already 
bonded, they called it. And it was a guy and a girl Pyrenees Mm -hmm. when we were looking for dogs. And they had already been adopted. Because we were thinking already that we wanted to. And I was like, perfect. They were like three years old, trained, housebroken, and they were bonded. But the thing that's funny is now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, imagine the fur. Oh, right, right. Also, you know, picking up after your dog. Mm Mm-hmm. Would not be as pleasant with a big dog. That's like picking up my own poop. I just poop on the side of the road and then pick it up. Because <laughs> her poops, well, it's even like comparing my mom's dog, Charlotte. It's like a Tootsie Roll size. Yeah. It's like the tiniest poop yeah. compared to old Poops McGee over here, which is like bigger poops. Yeah. And then the bigger the dog, the bigger the poops. You just have to like walk along with like a shovel. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you know what drives me crazy about the iPhone? What? Is all the menu settings. Like you generally know that they're under settings. You go to that button and well, then it's like just 5, a free for like, I know. It's it's like how I how I organize my bookshelf. I just stuff things in there. He does. But remember our old cubby bookshelf and if you're like missing something, I was like, you probably put it in the bookshelf. <laughs> mm-hmm. My filing system is not the best. Mm-mm. You should see inside my desktop. I have folders that say clean up desktop and then I throw everything in there. Oh really? Inside of that folder. It's just like, what's that movie? Not The Matrix, but the um, the other one uh, that was a mind bender. Um, like The Sixth Sense or in, Memento? In, no. Or, I don't know. Ernest mind. Goes to Camp. <laughs> Verno. I don't remember Mind Bender. Yeah. Anyways, it's like uh-huh. something inside of another something. Oh, Inception. Like, that's it. Mm. I should have known what the word in. It's hard to remember. <laughs> well, when you're talking about organization, I was trying to visualize something that was a disaster yeah but okay it's yes. a riddle inside of a conundrum inside of a puzzle that's how sean's life is if i didn't force the organization upon you yeah it's like an easter egg hunt every day where did i put oh what's the word that's for that? why I, I think it's like adhd <laughs> no i don't is, think so i don't I mean, think so. i think it's not training myself to be um you know housebroken like i need to i need to be more methodical think about what i'm doing and then that's because i think you have adhd i I mean it's it's functional it's fine it's whatever but you frankly aren't interested and you you forget and you just like throw it somewhere and you're like next thing yeah that's true moving on exactly but remember last week we were talking about under the sink and how under sean's sink is like a disaster yeah that's another filing system i checked and i was correct that that the old I'm calling it old because it hasn't it hasn't even been open. It's still brand new, but the Grande Lash pack is under there. Oh yeah. Remember, yeah. I was like, I, if I was a betting person, I put my money on under the sink. Then also, when I went to look to check myself, I was surprised, but not surprised by how chaotic it is under there. Yeah. Because I don't really get into your stuff at all. <laughs> I mean, why would you want to? It's just gonna <laughs> cause I, you stress. <laughs> I got him bins because we have these little like acrylic bins. And I have two, because our bathroom, we need to renovate it at some point, but unless, you know, money rains from the sky, it's not going to happen right now. And so I got these like acrylic bins that go on top of our vanities because the vanities themselves have like two drawers and then it's just an empty cavern. It's like not very easy to organize. Like where do you put everything? So I put these bins. Now, Sean thought they were too messy to have on top, even though now the stuff just sits out loose. So he has these bins filled with random shit now under the sink. It's true. I'm not going to deny it. You know what? In my dream bathroom. Okay, dream. Uh-huh. This is the way I would organize it. Okay. You would have a wall with a bunch of shelves, like spice rack sort of shelves, like not very deep, 
but the whole wall would be so everything you're not stacking one thing behind the other it's all like one level deep and it's the whole wall and you just open the door like an apothecary yeah <laughs> yeah i would live in an sean's apothecary. cabinet of curiosities yeah, but you know the, the it would be hidden it could be a pocket door it could be a door on hinges it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. but it would be hidden because i don't like seeing all that stuff I don't like seeing it but either. But I also don't like the depth of having to dig through bins and like, where is it? And, you know, even your bin system, which is, it's very good. Well, there's not that big of bins. There's like four things in the line. That's it. I know. But then like digging through them to see, oh, is there cough medicine or I, I don't know. And it. it well, they're also labeled like cold meds and then you pull it out and there's like five options. I know. I know. I'm just saying in, mm. in the perfect one, it would just be everything is front and center. So you can just scan it visually. It, that's it's what because Sean just wants people to put things back all willy-nilly or in the right section time will tell yeah well that's why I mean when, I'm very good in the kitchen the kitchen is super organized but I really enjoy being in the kitchen I reorg sure mm-hmm. I'll give him a 7 out of 10 yeah I mean I put everything back where it goes all right moving on we'll <laughs> no, agree but, to disagree no no i'm done with this one we're moving on we're, we're moving on no but the bathroom I, I i do i don't disagree with you yeah um something that i would that's why i said i don't we have a jet tub from the 90s in this corner of our bathroom which i'm not complaining a jet tub is a beautiful thing mm. however it takes up so much space and because we have no storage other than in the toilet room there's a closet which is awesome that closet is where we put everything but i think that our we should have, um, it would make mo- the most sense for both of our sinks to be together in a vanity. And in between our sinks is like a, a floor to ceiling kind of like cabinet. Ooh, we should get one of those apps that allows you to design a space and give it the dimensions that you have Ooh, where your should. windows are. Mm-hmm. And then you just say, I want to get rid space. of some of those windows because it won't work otherwise. You never know. Neither of us are an architect. We could figure it out. The app will tell us. It'll be AI driven. It'll figure out. Well, no, to do two sinks next to one another wouldn't fit with what we have because we have those two huge windows. Mm-hmm. That's all. But anyway, I have some ideas. Well, uh, listen to the end of this podcast because we're going to teach you what the secret to a strong marriage is. So stick around till the end and we'll have that answer what? for you. <laughs> we'll have that answer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you're a little hot. Hot. I saw it go red. Did it go red? It I did. thought it did. I'll Sean's turn sound went red. Volume down just a little bit. Ah, there uh, we go. Calgon, take me away. Take me away. You know what, Katie and I have been watching? What? <laughs> no, you don't want to say what? I don't know. Oh, uh, I was talking to the audience. That's what I said. Mm. What we do in the shadows. No, Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. Oh, it's so depressing. Don't tell them. It is. It's good, though. It, it's, it's a nice good, character. It's good, but God, if, if, there, if anybody has suicidal thoughts, do not watch the show. No. It's super triggering. You think so? Oh, 100%. Hmm. He talks about suicide for like the first four episodes, like you, straight. You can't hide. You know, it's it's this guy who's really depressed and his well, wife told, has passed away. I'm not saying that those thoughts and feelings can't exist. Yeah. I'm just saying if you're having a tough time, this isn't going to be a show for you. Oh, okay. So anyway, continue. Yeah, but it's a wonderfully written show. I, I really am convinced that Ricky Gervais is one of the... Is that, am I saying his name uh-huh. right? Gervais. Gervais. Uh, that he's could one say of... Gervaisi. Yeah, Gervaisi. <laughs> Gervaisi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the, the sharper minds out there working in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And um, even though he he's... Uh, you know, everyone knows it. Everyone says, oh, he's, he's brilliant. I really think that he's, he's still, maybe he hasn't even hit his full stride yet. I don't know. He's extremely talented. And 
even his comedy specials and stuff. Yeah. I mean, people can hate him because, oh, he made a comment about... It's comedy, so just don't watch it if you don't like his comedy. Um, and he's always called like, oh, he's such a curmudgeon. But that's what makes him funny and yeah. relatable because we all have those thoughts. That's the funny thing about this show is that it's like his comedy special wrapped around this like story. So like... Also, his use of the C-U-N-T word is just a hardcore. Well, he's English. Is, is that something that the Brits... The Brits the, use the that UK. word? They use that word a lot more? Yeah. In the, the States, Irish. you're like, oh, oh, those are, that's a heavy-handed. You'd say... See you next Tuesday. Yeah, you'd say... You'd say that bunch, instead, you know. You'd say a bunch of other things first. Hmm. Um, but I find he's so ruthless with people that it's... As someone who's like a people-pleasery type, I'm like, ooh. But you're like... <laughs> really gets them. Mm-hmm. But even he gets people who don't even need to be got. Like his postman won't put the post. If he sees him, he's like, oh, here's your mail. And he's like, why don't you put it through my, into the, essentially into his mailbox. And guy's like, you're right here. And he's like, but then you're not doing your job. And he like, just is so rude to this guy. So he, he's struggling in life. Uh, mm-hmm. He's lost his, his partner. Yeah, his wife just passed away. He's kind of, he doesn't have a, a sense of, you know, why should I go on? Mm-hmm. And so this is the journey that the show follows. And it's pretty sad to begin with, but yeah, he slowly all, discovers himself again. Yeah, there's glimmers of hope, and it's really well written. The character arcs for all the characters. I mean, it's not just this one star and then a no. bunch of two dimensional. Like there's that character who loves Kevin Hart, and it's like her favorite thing ever. She's even kind of sad, but also sweet. Anyway, the characters are great, but I do. I just I'm throwing out that like trigger warning because as I was watching it, I was like, I don't really want to tell our community about it necessarily. Oh. Because it could be true. So you've been warned. If you're if you're feeling down and suicidal, do not watch that or skip forward to the second season. Although it doesn't really work that way. You kind of need that development. So just don't watch it. Yeah. Watch what we do in the shadows. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a great sh- film or a great show. But there is a lot of one of the most to suicide. refreshing shows I've seen in a while. Just because it seems so honest. And, and um, you really, he just has a way of, giving you a sense of humanity that i find most actors don't on television shows yes he's able to convey that i think i think i could be wrong but what i feel the same way but i was thinking about it the other day when we were watching it and i think what it is is that all of his characters are first of all very slowly developed which i think is key because you usually don't find out a ton about someone just immediately so the development's very slow and he shows them doing things that are very private and usually mm-hmm. they don't show that either and i think that's what makes you feel like oh you're part of it because and i'm not giving anything away here during the show he watches these videos of his wife because he misses her and that would be something you only do in private you know and um and him just not having his shit together and just in basic ways not not over the top i feel like that's the thing nothing he does is overacted they're never these big it's more just like telling a story yeah. so just be, it, like his life is pretty boring so is mine you know it's not like oh and then he goes like every time i watch it's like, not like the age of ultron some marvel film that has like Every two seconds, there's whiz bang sound effects. Something happening, or even laser like beams. Another show that I used to love watching was like the Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Oh, Anybody right. watch that? I really like that film, that uh, TV show for some reason. But there's always something going on. Like, oh, we're meeting up for lunch, and then I have this exciting client that I'm seeing, and then we're going on this trip. Life's not always like that. And Ricky Gervais's characters and shows, even like The Office, 
He's very English. But it's just very basic life. And I'm, I think that's more relatable. Yep. Like my brother does not like The Office. I know. I love Nick, but he doesn't like The Office because he said it was too relatable to his office job that he mm. had. Mine went red too. Oh, I'll turn you down a little bit. Turn too. it down. Anyway, um, I think that's why. But that's just my hypothesis. Anyways, Same I'd bit. love to know if you're watching it, what you think of it. So Yeah, do you like Ricky Gervais? Mm-hmm. And um, there is a character on the show that I think is really funny, and mm-hmm. that's his therapist. Oh, that guy's the worst. What do you think about He's this the therapist? He's the worst. So, you, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you watch therapists that are created as characters on TV and get annoyed always yeah because he's he's written to be the a worst. bad therapist mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but i was just curious what your thoughts were. oh yeah yeah i mean even in the sopranos like every time there's a, a therapist in there i'm like mm. you didn't like her at the beginning yes mm-hmm. like even in the sopranos i did not no 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 i can't hear anything <laughs> sorry i just didn't want it to be popping when you're you hear yourself now yes okay perfect. Me too. all right okay. There may be some technical difficulties in the sound department today. The sound department guy apparently didn't decide to show up and do his job properly or something like this. And no, I just, I can catch out of my eye. You guys, we have our little Zoom recorder. The little red, if it flashes red, that means that you've peaked. We always joke, you know, peaked. And you like, you peaked in high school. You can make all sorts of jokes about it. But that means that the sound has gotten so high that it could have in your headphones, if you're listening, been like, you hear like a crackle. Right. But anyway. Even in The Sopranos, I didn't love that therapist. Mm. And at the beginning, when they first introduced her, she was she was good. But then there's like a complete lack of professional boundaries. Mm. And things get really derailed. And you're like, what? Um, I do appreciate the fact that this therapist, and this is going to sound weird, is just not good at all. Like you're never like, oh, that's not that. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is fucked. <laughs> It's kind of funny, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's quite. It, it, it's it's comedy, mm-hmm. and that's when it's like, I don't really care. Although the thing is, is he's I think because it's so the humanity for Ricky's character, Ricky Gervais's character. I forget his name, Jack or something like that. Anyway, you you like him and you want him to get better, and then he goes to see this guy who's a total idiot and is like so bad, like. Doesn't he tell him at one point, like, you're a terrible therapist. I don't. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I don't need you anymore. Essentially, because he run, he has another person that he f- he becomes friends with who is better at essentially like gives him what he needs, which is just to be heard. But this therapist, when he tells him he just can't stop missing her and thinking about her, he's like, well, just stop. That was his advice. <laughs> I was like, and of course, because Ricky Gervais, he's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you know, anyway. But yeah, he's given, he, hopefully everybody knows that's a joke and therapists are not like that. Right. Yeah. That's. And then he tells him stuff about his, like another patient and you're like, what? What? It's so wrong. You're like, you could take your license, loser. So I sent Sean this ridiculous. I love this. thing that I found on Instagram. (laughs) We send each other a ton of funny things on Instagram, but this one was my favorite because do you want to read it? Well, I'll read the uh, the description of what the, okay. the post is, and then I think you may have to read the actual piece because Sean my doesn't eyes, have his glasses, right? <laughs> so Katie mm-hmm. sent this to me, and I love this for many reasons. One, because I'm fascinated by AI mm-hmm. and Chat GPT version three that's just come out. Like I'm really it, it's for quite, people like me who are like, what What does Chat GPT mean? <laughs> um, there's a 
company called OpenAI mm -hmm. by the name of OpenAI, not mm -hmm. called. Uh, and they, they've developed a tool and really I don't know that much about it. But basically it's a, a chat tool where you're, you interact with artificial intelligence. You can ask it anything. It'll come back to you. We've you had can, stuff like that for a while though, like Watson, IBM Watson. Yeah, but this is next level and mm. it's, it's getting really interesting. There's a lot of ways you can use it, but, okay. um, so for companies who don't want to hire someone and I'm like, agent, agent, it right. might get better. Yeah. Okay. Script writing. Uh, all sorts of things. There's 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 a lot of uses in AI as we as we merge with it or as it gets better. Um, we're going to be forced to work with it. Right now, it's kind of in a funny stage. Down the road, it may not be so funny. Anyways, okay. you sent me this post mm -hmm. and it says, "I forced a bot to watch over 1,000 hours of Olive Garden commercials, <laughs> and then asked it to write an Olive Garden commercial of its own." Here's the first page. It's so good. Okay, so they're inside of an Olive Garden restaurant. A group of friends laughs at a dinner table. A waitress comes to deliver what could be considered food. Waitress, pasta nachos for you. We see the pasta nachos. They're warm and defeated. Friend one, the menu is here. Waitress, lasagna wings with extra Italy. <laughs> <laughs> the bot's really nailing this. We see the lasagna wings. There's more Italy than necessary. <laughs> That's my favorite of the whole thing. There's more Italy. Than Friend necessary. number two. I, I shall eat Italian citizens. <laughs> waitress. Unlimited stick. Because breadsticks. The script goes on. Friend number three. Leave without me. I'm home. <laughs> the waitress replies. Gluten Classico from the kitchen. The description reads. We, the Gluten Classico, we believe the waitress that is in from the kitchen. We have no reason not to believe. Friend number four says nothing. Sean said he'd let me read this, but he's so excited. Oh, I thought you were going to carry on. I thought we were just going back and forth. Oh, you but said read I, it because I know, you I know. can't read it, and now you're reading it. I, I got you. Mixed uh, signals. Friend one. What is wrong, friend four? Friend four says nothing. Friend two. Friend four. What is wrong, friend four? <laughs> friend four smiles wide. Her mouth is full of secret soup. <laughs> Ugh. Announcer. Wet voice. Olive Garden. When you're here, you're here. Now, I've, I've worked around a couple of scripts in my time, mm -hmm. and I think this is perfect for Olive Garden. There is more Italy than necessary. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to uh, get ourselves our own little script written by AI mm -hmm. for the podcast, and we'll just read that for like a Ooh. segment. We'll feed it some of the nonsense that we talk about. Yeah. We'll train it. The neural network. Train it. Yeah, the tensor flow or whatever they call it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll send Isn't it. Isn't that in Scientology? Mm, definitely. Mm -hmm. They use the uh, tensor flow. Tensor flow. And what are those things called? Thetans? Yeah, yeah. That's the word. Sen tensor. Can thetans. you imagine the AI that. that <laughs> put you would, that together? If you trained. I think there's, there's more Scientology than necessary. Yeah, we put the science <laughs> in Scientology. You know. I thought that was so funny, you guys. I died with. Um, there's more Italy than necessary and unlimited stick. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of gets it. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, that's what you want to hear. Also, unlimited the one friend sticks. is at home. They left. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden. Okay. Second meme that I sent to Sean that was so funny to me is this. It's a man <laughs> standing. And I think... It looks like he's probably like uh, 
Photoshop into this photo. It's a beautiful photo of a Christmas tree filled with a ton of presents. And this man has a, a shitload of tattoos across his arms and across his back. And his underwear are like, there's so many holes in it, you guys. And even the band is like ripped. And it says, guys on Christmas waiting for their new batch of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's just so funny. His back, he's got like his hand on his hip. Like he's like, oh, just waiting for that it's underwear. Just, it's almost time. Yeah. I could barely get these to stay on my body. <laughs> you called me out yesterday. You said, I got to get you some new socks. I said, what yeah, do you mean? My these, list are just, today. these are fine. And those were my some of my favorite socks. I thought they were in great shape. I had no, oh, I'd never, really? I never looked at the bottom Don't of you them. feel the floor through the sock? Well, now that you mention it, my feet have been kind of chilly lately, but I didn't realize that they were uh, floor bare or threadbare. Mm-hmm. And uh, threadbare. I was shocked. I was aghast. Well, because Sean was sleeping last night on the couch for his third sleep <laughs> and he had his feet old. up. And you guys, the bottom, the ped under the toes, you know, like the main pad of your foot, it was just see-through. Like it was just strings. Right. And I was like, honey, you need new socks. And he was like, uh. And I was like, they're bad. Like, can you feel this? And I just put my finger. And he was like, yeah. I was like, you can feel this through the sock because there is no sock. But it helps me so I don't slide, you know, mm. when, I, when I'm. And you know, oh, now that I think about it, the reason why they're probably shredded is chasing the dog on the carpet. Like, you know, my sudden, my sweet, sweet moves. You <laughs> never wear socks, though. Mm. I think they're just old. You've had them. The, like, I remember when we purchased them at Costco. Oh, okay. It's been a while. It's been like 12 years, probably. Wow, I thought there were new ones. No, those are very old. You have not gotten new socks for years because last year when I was buying myself a new set and the time recently I bought a new set, I've asked you both times. You're like, I'm good. Hmm. He's I clear, guess I'm He's not. clearly not. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, that's the way it goes. Okay, one other funny thing I sent you. Yes. Is a tweet from Elon Musk that was replied to, to by- me? No, just- oh. So Elon tweeted out, I will resign as CEO as soon as I find someone foolish enough to take the job. After that, I will just run the software and server teams. To which someone by the name of Tom Anderson replies. At MySpace Tom. And it just shows the picture of Tom. He's, he's ready to be the CEO. It says male, 30 years old, California, United States. Online now. That's- Last login, 311, 2006. <laughs> I just thought it was so perfect. Let me see your best, Tom. Uh, Kitty. I don't think he has a thumbs up, does he? I think, he I think he's just up. like this. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Anyway, that it killed me. So mm-hmm. that those are the things that I sent to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. We watched Christmas Family Vacation. Or oh, we did. Vacation mm-hmm. Christmas no. Story. No, what do they call it? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's right. Thank you. Or we watched European Vacation. That's right. It was European Vacation. I was Boy, like, we didn't. I guess I didn't watch it at all. Um, <laughs> but I forgot how funny it is how they get to Europe. I totally. I forgot about the pig thing completely. Yeah, pig in the poke. Mm-hmm. It's a game show like Family Feud uh, with Richard Dawson. But for some a... reason, they dress up like pigs. Right. It's not necessary at all. But they pit two families against each other. And just then they go like... all the time. Right. It's a lot. And the the other family's brilliant. They're like, they go down the line, ask them about them. They're scientists. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm an engineer. I'm this and that. Yeah. And they get to the Griswold. And <laughs> Clark says, uh, Clark W. Griswold, uh, food additives and condiments, not preservatives. You know, this is his. <laughs> That's what he does. That's what he works in. Yeah. Which he says periodically throughout the films. Yeah. 
Anyway, so yeah. And then the way they win is that uh, the other team screws up the answer. It, it's something like who who forged the trail from... Uh, that was the winning answer. But they it was a, a something before where they... Oh, it was like the South or the North, and they said the wrong type of... They're talking about like genealogy. Oh. And the, the answer is like the Northern something, an word that doesn't make sense. Like you wouldn't know what it was unless you're into like DNA or okay. cellular or something. Because they say, oh, the Northernmost something region is where these cells well, the Bro. smart family tanks it. Yeah, it's supposed to be the southernmost. And when they say that, the guy goes, oh, of course. Like, he's so frustrated. And you're like, I don't even know what's happening. I don't know this question. So then the question gets kicked over to the Griswolds. Yep. And they're arguing because mm-hmm. they don't know the answer. And she, she says, Clark. You know, she's really mad. And it was Lewis and Clark. I think either answer would have worked. Yes. And, and Lewis so, or Clark. And his name happened to be Clark. Yeah. So they win and off they go to Europe. And, mm-hmm. you know, he tells everyone the whole time, you know, oh, we're the winners of the pig in the, the poke. The pig in the poke. Nobody you, in fucking Europe knows what the pig in the poke is. Yeah. But it's a really good film. I was surprised by how funny it was. Yeah, it was really funny. I mean, I've seen it before, but it had been years. And mm-hmm. So. It was funny. Anyway. Yeah. That was a, that was a ridiculous show. Yeah. And the fact, the one thing that never resolves in me, for me in that film is whatever happened to their German relatives? Were they just like, they never showed up? Yeah, they never showed up. But they did show up at the other people's houses. A random person's yeah. house. And they were so nice. So, and then they're like, who the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. Um, on I have one update about my finger, finger Terzin. I got the stitches out yesterday and holy shit, that hurt. Really? Oh. You didn't say that. Yeah, didn't I? No. Maybe because I already talked to my mom about it. Oh, okay. So I only had two stitches and... I think part of it, I was talking to my mom about it because the nurse comes in right away to take them out and God, she was rough. Like, and it wasn't rough. I think my mom said, well, she has to do it either way. So she probably just like, let's get it over with. And that's kind of how she was. She wasn't rude or mean or anything, but I put my hand out, you know, gingerly because it's like my wound and I'm like, and she puts it on a pillow that's covered with well, like a, nice. a little sanitized thing and she immediately like uses tweezers to pull one of the ends that he like pulled to tie, like the, the very end of the stitch. Oh. After the knot. <clears throat> and she pulls it taut to get under the knot to cut it so she could pull it out. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was like. So she made a little gap between the skin and the knot. So she raised it up and that hurt. Yeah. She had to pull. Mm. It wasn't, it was tight. Like, you know, he stitched it. Zoop. It was probably attached by a finger booger, like a little crusty bit you know it wasn't you're not understanding it that probably did was uncomfortable but she had to pull on the stitch itself to get a gap yeah i, I got gotcha. you oh so that hurt because it was like pulling on my wool yeah because it was attached to it's your... in it's like pulling from my skin <laughs> and i was like oh and i go ah and she's like yeah i'm sorry i really have to pull but by the time she even said sorry she's already done with the first one. Oh, you think they'd spray a little numbing spray that's what i thought and my mom was like, she probably just got to it because by the time you could even feel pain and be upset about it, it's already done. Right. And I, my mom has that. That's like her mentality just with a lot of things. Just do it quick. Yeah, just be done with it. Like, I don't want to think about it. Don't tell me it's going to hurt because then I'll be like, just fucking do it. And she's right because by the time I was like, ah, it was done. And because she said, I'm sorry. And then as she was saying, sorry, I have to do this. She clipped the second one and pulled them out. And I was like, oh, and I said, thank God. And she goes, I know it's it's rough. And I was like. Good thing I only had two is what went through my head. 
because if I had six, the lady knocked me out. I don't know. Because it was so strong. Like it was like a sharp, I don't know. Oh, um, but it's all good. Doctor says it's good. I have to put this little stretchy band to like protect it for this week only. And I'm supposed to be very conscious of using it. Make sure. Build that muscle back up again. It's not even just the muscle. He wants the skin to form the callus that it needs. And if I baby it too much, he, he's like, it'll take longer to heal, essentially, okay. which I find really weird because when I do bend it towards like to do, like if you're like doing the score, if you know sign language, doing the squirrel motion, um, you see the skin kind of gap a little. Mm. And I'm like, oh, and he said, forget the head surgery, Katie, just treat it like any kind of cut. And I'm like, I hate it. Yeah, I did have surgery. I don't like this. Recognize my injury. <laughs> Well, I'm. I thought it was a little obnoxious of you when we were on the city bus the other day, and you you sat in the the reserved seat. The, the fact that you even call it a city bus. What? It's like we're in Montreal. You don't call it a city bus. You call it the bus. The bus. No. Oh. It's such a Canadian thing to say, the city bus. I think anybody else. I when I rode the bus in Seattle, you just took the bus. You didn't call it the city bus. No. I guess there's not really. What a other country kind of bus? bus? Yeah, that's called your parents' car. There right. is no country bus. Mm, okay, but isn't that funny? I've never said that to you because it didn't really matter. But you always joke like, "Yeah, I had to take the city bus," and I'm like, "As opposed to the I'm school bus." I'm such a nostalgic person mm -hmm. about things from when I was younger, like because I moved away and I don't get a chance to see those things all the time. The other day, I downloaded the app for the Montreal bus system. Well, you were talking about it. I wondered if you would because you were like, "I wonder." Wait, did I have to take this seven? What number was it? You were talking the about 207 to yeah. the 215. You were talking about it and you couldn't remember. So I'm not surprised you downloaded it. What'd well, you find out? Well, I found out first of all, apps are very useful because it used mm -hmm. to be you'd go to the bus stop and you kind of knew when it was going to come by because well, there was to, a schedule. You'd but, have it kind of memorized a little bit. Yeah. And I did. they usually run like a, on the half hour. I think some of the really hot ones would run on the 15 minute. Some would run on 40, you know, just depends. Yeah. Mine was a half hour in Seattle by the apartment that I was in. Gotcha. And so, you know, you kind of knew, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, so I downloaded the app and I was just amazed looking. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this route and I would trace it and I would look around and, mm -hmm. and I was really into it, but not a lot has changed in uh, in the 30 some years since I was a... Well, I would assume the routes are still the same, like to pave a new road or to pave a new route. It's not going to happen. Right. But um, it's but buses are interesting. I used to, if you guys don't know, my sophomore year of college, because my uh, grandpa, my mom's dad, who was paying for my school, I don't know if I've told them, probably. I yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about it in my book, at least my first book. Um, so anyways, what I was saying is when I had to withdraw from Pepperdine for a year to go to Seattle Central, and I didn't want to lose my, uh, you know, graduating in four ability, I would take the bus, the city bus, to and from my apartment to work and to and from my apartment to school. And so... It's it's interesting because I first of all I loved riding the bus and I wish in LA we had a better bus system because I definitely would have ridden the bus because you can do stuff while you're in route. Yes, it takes longer, but man, I love that bus and I could listen to music and read and prepare for a test if I was headed to school. I had a test because um, I worked during the day and went to school in the evenings and then flip flopped the next semester and. Um, you get to know your bus drivers. And I'll remember, always remember this one time that I was running late and I was like racing from my apartment. And it, the good news was it was downhill because Seattle's very hilly. If you guys don't know, it's like, it's really steep. 
And I think I lived on like 50th, maybe 51st. Anyway, and I was running down the main boulevard to get to the bus. And I was like, I'm going to miss it, you know, and I could see it, you know, and you see it and you're like, fuck. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply my bus driver knew he waited oh that's nice sometimes they don't but this one was really nice and i was like oh my god thank you so much and that was such a tough time for me too i was super broke so i was like i guess i just have to be a half hour late to school right right because i couldn't have afforded to take a taxi or anything mm. i don't even know how that would have worked back then we didn't have things like uber or lyft this was 2003 so good times when i was a kid there was um a crime that happened that mm -hmm. was on the news and I was aware of the crime. Like you were there? No, no, no. Because you committed it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to incriminate myself here on, uh, on this podcast. No, I kid, I kid. But the crime had happened. And we used to have a show, uh, or not a show, but a segment at the end of the news. And it was like uh, oh. Crime Stoppers, McGruff, take a bite out of crime. And then they'd tell you about the we crime We had that, that in the States too. Yeah. And uh, these, these gentlemen, these fine gentlemen, had uh, waited in the bushes. I, I don't remember the details exactly very clearly, but they were uh, on the 206 bus line at the okay. the final stop in Timberley, okay. which is in Kirkland. And Timberley used to be like the middle of nowhere, but it's since filled Oh, in. now it's like super populated. Yeah, yeah. it's all grown up. And all grown up. All the farm fields are mostly gone. But these guys, if I remember correctly, what they did was they waited in the bushes, the, the bus stopped. And I think the bus driver would stop for like, half an hour or something, you know, take, oh, yeah, a break. take their break. Uh -huh. Yeah. And they, they got on the bus and drove away because I think he went to the Depaneur or something like that. Oh, he didn't lock the door or anything. I, you know, I, I Must guess not. not. Have. Yeah. And uh, so they, they, they took the bus and then they put masks on and they drove the, the route. They didn't just take the bus. They drove the route and they picked people up along the route and they dropped them off. They, they didn't like, Oh, so they didn't harm anybody. No, they but, just wanted to be the bus driver for and they the didn't night. charge anyone. Oh yeah. There were bad criminals, you know, <laughs> but people but who needed to get news. a ride got a ride. Yeah. And I could have the details a little fuzzy because it's been so That's long. That's funny. I enjoy when it's like, it's a crime, but it's not really a crime. Yeah. It was like as if you merged the plot of two movies, like um, that one with Sandra Speed. Bullock, mm -hmm. Speed mm -hmm. with Robin Hood, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because people who are taking the bus, it's not like, it's not like you do it. I mean, I guess maybe in the, like other parts of the world, it's different, but in the States, it's like, it's a cheaper form of travel, right? Like. It's cheaper to take the bus than it is to take a Lyft or Uber. Certainly. Or to drive than, yourself. Yeah, having a car and all the fees that come with it. And if you have the proper infrastructure in your town, yeah. then it, well, even public transportation is awesome. When I rode it in Seattle, I got this big discount because I worked down, I worked at Jamba Juice at the, I forget what it was called, but it was like this university center. It's really bougie now. Back then it was just being built. You took me that spot uh -huh. right by uh, University of Washington. Yeah, right? it's right by UW and it's called... I don't know. I forget. Anyway, but I worked in this, like, it was essentially an outdoor mall. And the Jamba Juice was there. And so I got half off of my bus pass. So every month, my bus pass was only like, I want to say like 36 bucks. So much cheaper than insurance and paying Gas for a car and, and all that. And then you can... And I couldn't even park it anywhere in Seattle. It'd be like an astronomical amount to have a parking spot. Right. So, yeah. 
Yeah, public transportation is awesome if it's safe. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. Yeah, where- ours was safe. Although it was funny, I met this guy and I think his name was Josh or Jeff. But anyway, he went to school at uh, Seattle Central just like I did. And he had, my mom was grateful because he had a night class too. So when I was taking night classes, I wouldn't get on the bus till like nine o'clock when my class would finish. And anyway, so that would, I would always sit at the front because I'm not an idiot and I don't want anything bad to happen if you're near the driver. It's usually a little bit safer, I would assume. Or that was my take. Anyway, I was sitting on the bus and the way the Seattle buses were, and I purposely sat this way too, is there are the seats that sit like a normal bus seat where there's something in front of you. And then there's the sideways seats where there's nothing and you're sitting like in a row. And I would sit on the sideways seats right up at the front. And so I'm sitting there and this big laboring gentleman, like six, three years, just a big dude gets on the bus and he's clearly inebriated, like so wasted. And he has peed his pants. Oh. It's like a Mr. Leahy situation. He had khakis on and everything. And I was like, Oh no. And the bus driver's like, I'm sorry, sir. You know, you're going to have to get off. And this, this is how I met this guy, Jeff or Josh or whatever his name was. Cause he was sitting on the bench facing me and I you know you're like and I'm all wide-eyed and I I look across him and I go I think that guy has wet himself (laughs) and that was how we became friends for just like a semester so when we would get out of class he would wait for me to make sure I got on the bus okay so my mom felt good that I didn't get you know Katie napped the naming of the pants is unfortunate you know yeah they should be called peepees not khakis (laughs) (laughs) Got to work on that one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that was that was one of my funny experiences on the bus. Wow, public transportation. I love it. I love mm-hmm. the metro, or I used to, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't really enjoy it in New York City. Oh, I love the subway. Sean hates the subway. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's because Sean's a germaphobe. It's just too much. It's a sweaty mass of people, and people are you know when it's when it's packed, it's too much. It's too much. I mean, it's sweaty if you were there in June or July mm-hmm. or but, August, but other- September. No, but other times of the year, it's not so bad. Like if we were there now, it's cold. Yeah, but it's still just being it's that damp. tightly packed in with people. I don't I don't like that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess not as many on the... Why do you call it the city bus? Is there a difference? I think that's what they officially call it in Montreal. The oh. system, the, the city bus. Because I, I guess in, be in LA, they call it the blue bus was a certain route. So if you had to take the blue bus, right. maybe coming east to west down Wilshire and Santa Monica Boulevard. And I think it was like Wilshire, Santa Monica, Pico, and Olympic was all blue bus routes. Yeah. And the rest were other. So people might say, oh, do you take the blue bus or do you take? And then it was the numbers. But I've never heard a city bus other than in Montreal from yeah. you. Yeah. There were two types of kids when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. There were the uh, the city, the, the bus kids, and you had your pass. Mm-hmm. And then the kids who were, they would take the yellow bus, you know, to school. And yeah, they, I took a yellow bus, like a school bus. Yes. I wouldn't call it the yellow bus. I just call it a school bus. But they really didn't get out as much. They're a little bit more sheltered. You could always tell, you know, they didn't have their, their shopping mall chops. You know, they weren't uh, seasoned. Their, their parents were more active in their life? Not that, but like <laughs> that they didn't have to take the city bus to get to school, you know, so. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd assume if parents, if your parents could have driven you to school, they would have just driven you to school. People didn't used to do that that much. You wouldn't see, you know, maybe if you missed your bus and you're running late, your parents, well, I know that that happened to me some mornings. They, oh, hey, I missed how the old bus. were you when you went on the city bus though? Because grade six is when I first started. Okay. That makes sense. You're older. 12. So, so you're older, but I'm just saying yeah. that like, if you had to take a city bus to school and you were in kindergarten, I'm pretty sure your parents would have taken you. Oh yes. But <clears throat> yeah, there was school buses for that sort of deal. How come I'm confused? Okay. How come there wasn't a school bus to take you to school later? 
oh, I lived out of the zone. So I would so have how had. How did you go to that school? You can go to different schools because there, there's quite a few schools around. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister went to one school, mm-hmm. and uh, my parents found that it wasn't a particularly good school, mm-hmm. uh, or they didn't think it was a particularly good school. And there was one that was, you know, equidistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to that one instead. And they just get to because ch- so I grew up in a small town, so it might be different. But I would but you have, have to, to be in the district, and if you're not in the district, it was the, it's the same district. It's run by the same people, okay. but um, there just wouldn't be public transport, or there wouldn't be uh, school provided transportation. So if you were willing to get yourself to school, whether your parents would drive you or whether you would take the bus gotcha. on your own, that's fine. And a ton of people did that. Like mm-hmm. you would go to, you know, it was like maybe a quarter mile difference, really. So okay. it wasn't that far. I, it's just, I guess, just different because I'm from the country, <clears throat> so we didn't have high schools. You know, if, uh, <laughs> no, we a had we, we had three high schools. One was Christian, one was Catholic. Those are both private, and then we had the public school. Oh. And obviously, our neighboring cities had their schools also. But I couldn't go to a neighboring city's school because right. I wasn't in their district. Mm. I had to go to my city's school, and I didn't have any options. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We had like, a lot of high schools around. Like that I had, area. I had people that I met. And so there were two guys I remember, um, Willie, whose name's William, but he went by Willie. I don't know why. And Darren, who moved in from an even smaller town to our school because we were Division One, and they wanted to, they actually both ended up going to college for baseball. But so they came in and their parents moved because they had to be in the district. Does that make sense? Yeah. So people would do that. Um but we couldn't just go to a different school. And that's why I was like, how come there wasn't a school bus? Because if you're in the district then they have to offer, at least as far as Washington State was or where I was, they had to offer transportation. <clears throat> yep. But maybe because of Canadians' different rules? No. I mean, I, I think I, I just explained it pretty well, right? That No, but you had to get yourself to school. There was no school bus running. In, yeah. this, in the States, they have to offer a school bus. Okay. I that's mean, they, they did, just not to my street. I would have probably had to have been like five blocks over or something like that. Then it'd make more sense for you to go five blocks over and catch the bus than to take a city bus. I, I'm just guessing. I don't I don't recall what the deal was. Oh, I'm just, I, that's what doesn't make sense to me at all. But the universal truth about mm-hmm. school buses is mm-hmm. no matter where you are in the world, mm-hmm. you get on a school bus and it smells exactly the same. It does. It smells like a mix between pleather and crayons. Yeah. Vinyl, mm-hmm. crayon, stale lunch boxes. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, it's just a, it's a smell. Strange, a unique smell. I and it's so gross to me. <laughs> okay, I have a confession. So, my love for chapstick goes way back. Mm-hmm. My best friend Jamie and I, who took the bus together, because I was she was actually one of the first to be picked up. I think she was the first stop to be picked up, and I was the last to be picked up. But we would ride the bus to school. So we lived in the country, so it was like a 15, 20 minute bus ride into the school but god's a fair guy because on the way home you're the first to get off at the end of the day when you're exhausted no she's the she's the first to get off i'm one of the last to be dropped off oh your bus driver because she'd be picked up first yes ride the bus the most in the morning and on the way back she'd ride the bus the least yes yes that's what i mean it's fair yeah it's tit for tat right um and sometimes if i would be with her after school i'd get off at her stop so then i'd win both (laughs) ha ha suckers but anyway um we collected And I'm saying collected because there is no need for someone to own 20 lip smackers. What's a lip smacker? But by golly, we did. It's just a chapstick. And they all even pull them up. But the flavors. So it was all about the different flavors. And this is how 
this is just, it's just funny because, um, we, oh my God. Oh my God, Sean, they still sell them. This is what they look like. I don't need another addiction in my life, Katie. I, if, ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean loves Lobello. That's my jam. But I had kiwi, I had tropical punch, and I had watermelon. Ooh. And she had vanilla and strawberry. So anyways, and there's tons of flavor, tons of flavors, like Dr. Pepper and uh, you guys, flavors are endless. Anybody else with me on this? So anyways, we had a ton of these and there are two vague memories that I have about us. So you'd cover your eyes and then I would get into our little bag of, we each had our own, it was like essentially like a pencil pouch filled with chapsticks. Okay. And then I would pull one out and I put it on her and she had to tell me what it was, what flavor. Oh. Ho ho. Ho ho. And then if we didn't like one, so Dr. Pepper, we decided it was disgusting. We would ride on the back of the bu- the bus thing with it, which is also disgusting. Katie. <laughs> Wait, you wrote in the window with it? No, on the back of the seat. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. it's totally gross. I told you, it's not my best memory. But we're kids, we're little. But anybody else addicted to and you didn't then, choose the thug life. The thug life chose you. No, but then we'd also wipe it off with tissues and stuff. Because I always had those little tissue packs. My mom would always have me have those emergency Kleenex packs. Those mm-hmm. Kleenex packs, mm-hmm. I kid you not, mm-hmm. you use like two, not you, but in general, I use like two of them. And then I forget about it. And I find it in a jacket pocket, like a ski jacket pocket. Oh, or always keep them in your ski jacket I pocket. I never finished one of those things in my life. Oh, I have all the time. You finished one? Yeah. And I actually take yours that are half used and then just use them. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's amazing. And same mm. thing with chapstick. I never get to the bottom of a chapstick. Oh, always. That bottom. Never do. I end up losing it or something. Goes he to probably, the wash. Oh, Sean puts them in the wash. All my clothes are waterproof <laughs> and smell like cherry. <laughs> They're coated in wax. <laughs> <laughs> this t-shirt really. Mm. It's like. <laughs> oh, my God. Why do you have greasy nipples, Sean? I don't want to talk I about don't it. Want to talk about it. Um, but anyways, so I collect those. Anybody else collect lip smackers? I have no idea what happened to them. I'm sure at some point my mom was like, was like, if we had to throw those away, they're disgusting. But I collected a ton of those. And then when the juicy tubes came out. The heck is a juicy tube? It was like lip gloss. And this was like my, I want to say 2000, 2002. It was about when I was going to college slash end of high school. Everybody asked for them for Christmas. I got them in my stocking. And you get this whole, it's called the juice box. Uh-huh. And it was like 12 different types of juicy tubes. And it was like lip smackers, but lip glosses. And they were little tubes. And they've made a comeback recently. And that was really funny. But then that was our next addiction. Everybody was into juicy tubes. I'll show I you. I mean, why wouldn't you be into a juicy tube, you know? They're just, it was, I think it was Lori Lancome. Oh, yeah. Lancome. And Good flavors. Maybe it'll show the juice box. I don't know if it will. Did they, uh, they didn't bring out Dr. Pepper though, right? No. They avoided that one. That, oh, remember that those? familiar. Everybody had them and they had sparkles in them because this was the time when like sparkly eyeshadow was really in and it had like, I don't even know what kind of, it wasn't really flavors in the same way, but they had like grape and lemon, I think, and strawberry. But yeah, it wasn't, yeah, this is like what they look like when I was a kid. It's old school. It's being sold on eBay. Anyway. Ew. They're probably not even open. Buy someone's old. No, it says original, gloss. still sealed. Because they have a little seal around them. Right. So anyway, that was my next obsession. And and that thus ends my chapstick conversation. But I've been addicted to chapstick since I was a kid. Oh, and last story. Yes. 
So I think her name was Melanie. <clears throat> she was one of the people we got in high school because we were the only public, because I went to public school my whole life until college. And then I went to a private university, but went to a public school all the way through high school. And so because the Christian school that we had in our area didn't have a high school, it only went up to grade eight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we got a lot of people from the Catholic and the Christian schools because neither of them had a high school. They had to push into us. So a non-denominational Christian school and a Catholic school, or is was it a, a specific uh, no, flavor? No, just of Christian. Okay, so the Catholic generic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the Catholics mm-hmm. also Christian, but yeah. off by themselves. And we also had a Seventh Day Adventist school, which are also Christians, but they, we just call them Seventh Day Adventists. It's yeah, very specific. They're specific. <clears throat> well, they don't they don't do anything on Sundays. They go to church on Saturdays, which is a little different. Yeah. But well, anyway, God took. Se- the sabbath off right? that's that's and they don't cook on that day don't do any work on that day anyway kind of like um jews the jewish people do that too we just found out about having a, a shabbat goy what do you mean uh the oh, uh, having a goy at shabbat yet yeah, to turn things on and turn things off yeah they get a, <laughs> a yeah, goy being a, a non-jew mm-hmm. you would you know you you basically get yourself a friend who will come over and because you're not allowed to to I, touch technology or something you can't turn lights on and off tv none yeah of you this. can't do anything so you you get a i don't know why i forget we were watching ari shafir specials really funny it's it's all about judaism and because i had a lot of jewish friends in college it's, it's just kind of funny to me because there's i'm like oh yeah that makes sense yeah but uh i i would volunteer to be someone's i i did i told ben i i said if you need did you text him? i said i just found out about this job position <laughs> and if you need Call and I won't even charge you. I just so we can hang out mm-hmm. and then we can watch hockey or something. He's like awesome. Yeah, he's like cool, man. They they don't really participate fully like that. They're not. What is it? Is it Hasidic Jews that do that, or all, or just maybe? I think adherent. Maybe adher- you know, yeah, and they're they're moderate. I like Jewish people. Yeah, Judaism is pretty interesting. It's, in- it's so interesting because it's not just the religion; mm-hmm. it's a, a culture that comes with it as well. Yes, and and, and good re- food. Yeah, good food, and I, I find the arts that come out of. Uh, that community mm-hmm. typically comedy music mm-hmm. uh it, it there's even a lot of hasidic jews uh, artists like really well-known oh, artists anyway yeah. but back to what i was talking about yep. so this has nothing to do with that at all for that reason when you're in high school there's a influx of people that you did not grow up with technically in school unless they played sports with you there's all these new people flooded and at this time i don't know why i think there was like a new something that opened up and a lot of kids got transferred with their parents because their jobs changed. Yeah. So we had a girl coming around that time. I think her name was Melanie. I might be wrong. Um, but she was really, she was from the South. She had a really thick Southern accent and she was into cheerleading like crazy. Now our, we didn't, cheerleading was like a thing, but it wasn't, I don't know where she, what she thought was going to happen, but she was like, we compete and blah, blah, blah. And our cheer, she actually like took our cheer program to like another little level because she had all these plans and her mom like helped take out. Anyway, homegirl was addicted to chapstick more than me. Uh-uh. This is the only person in my life I've ever found be more intense than me. She always had this huge chapstick, like, like bigger than you think my Palmer think Yeah. I think my swivel stick is big. Mm-mm. This was a lip smacker, but they came in these huge sizes and it had a like a little cantilevery thing on it. Is that what it's called? Not cantilever, uh, a hook. Oh, a carabiner. Carabiner. And she would hook it on her backpack and she'd have it with her all the time. And then if we were 
in a non-backpack area, she'd hook it on her shoe. Whoa. It's huge. She carried everywhere. And she went to, the reason the cheerleading thing is important, she went to cheerleading camp before school started and forgot chapstick. Oh, wow. Her world must have shattered. <laughs> she had a meltdown. I'm not even kidding. And she, she told us about this. She was like, I literally could not handle myself. Like I had a complete meltdown without my chapstick. And so one of the like people that was helping run this program, like went to find, went to like the CVS or something, a Rite Aid. Kip, can you give, can you bring me my chapstick? <laughs> and got some chapstick. And anyway, it was just really funny. She was like, I just couldn't. And I don't have that experience. Like I've been out and not, ha I don't freak out. <laughs> So that was a whole nother level. You may have coddled your children a little too much if a kid has a meltdown at cheerleading practice about not having chapstick. And yeah. so then someone has to go to the CVS. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, later on, so that was like my early introduction to her. And I was like, I can't believe she's telling people this story. But later on, it, it came to be that she like really had like horrible social anxiety. She had oh. a lot of, uh, she was having a tough time. And I think the move was really hard on her, which makes sense. Fair enough. But anyway, she recovered. It was okay. <laughs> it's just a tough day for that kid. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that was part of what I would call chapstick chronicles. Yeah. Do we have time for some letters? Sure. Since I know I talked a lot just then about chapstick. That's okay. Have... <laughs> From lip smackers to juicy tubes to addiction. The letters are stacking up. Mm. Okay, time to get into some letters. And our first letter comes from Jules. We haven't oh. heard from Jules in a little while. It is entitled, Hiya, from Jules. Hiya. Hiya. That's such a British thing, we've realized, too. In the Ricky Gervais uh, Afterlife show, one of his office mates says that. Hiya. And they say it on the office all the time. Or IT crowd. Sorry. Oh, yeah, IT crowd. They do. Hiya. It's so funny. I'm like, hiya. That's what I want to say. But we don't say that in in America, at least, or in Canada either. Hey. Mm -hmm. Hey, or hi, or hello, or that's it. I'm going to start saying hiya. 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 That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> hiya. Means okay. business says, hi, uh, hey, Sean and Katie, I had to laugh as I think another OTDM writer, Christina, shared her stories on getting trapped in a lift and a toilet. And it was Christina, I believe you're correct. Remember, getting trapped. Kind of sounds familiar. Jules gets stuck in stuff too. Let's just say that if me and Christina ever went on holiday, we would seriously need to book an SAS travel boot camp just to be on the safe side with our track record because she's gotten stuck in stuff too. What is SAS? Is that the special forces? I the think British? so. Yeah, okay. I would assume. I don't really know, but I'm just going to assume. I think that's what it is. Okay. I love it. Survival boot camp. Okay. We're getting into pet peeves first. I like it. Why are most dog harnesses... Jules, you're speaking our language. That's I have a fun. story to share. Why are most dog harnesses an in-between a good fit? Like, what are we meant to do with the excess loop once it's tightened? Because then they just come loose as there's nothing to fasten them down to. But my latest hack so far has worked in zip tying each clip. Oh, so that they stay in place. They slowly wiggle loose. Oh, okay. And the harness doesn't slip off or move. I really think rock climbing companies should invest in making dog harnesses with adjustable fasteners because they make all kinds of gear to protect rock climbers. That's such a good observation. They make Jules great, so smart. great equipment. Mm -hmm. The people making dog harnesses from what we... Cheap shit. It, it's a little funny. And um, Roxy does not like to put her dog harness on. She loves to go for a walk, but getting it on her is... Oh, she fights. Well, she doesn't really fight. Yeah, she kind of fights, but she like plays. 
Well, the other day she did a full flip. Mm-hmm. Well, not a flip. Remember, she flopped she, into me. Yeah, she she tucks her head and then she flips over. Yep, she did a little tumble, um, or what do you call that? Some a somersault. Tum- a somersault. So, Jules, it's like you're with us or something because just the other night, so it gets dark at like five thirty, and I always want to take her for one last stroll, and that's when she did the flip. Get her in her harness. We go out and I run into this lovely neighbor of ours, Uma. And Uma has an older dog. And she's like, hey, that must be Roxy from across the street. And we're not on a busy street. We're like inside from the main drag through our neighborhood. We're like one road over. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is Roxy. I'm like, I'm sorry, we haven't met. I'm Katie. She's like, oh, hi, I'm Uma. She's like, I think I've met your husband, I assume, with her. I'm like, oh, yeah, Sean. And she's like, yeah. Um, And she's like, do you mind if my dog comes and says hi? She's really friendly. And I'm like, oh, mine's really friendly. And she's like, oh, mine's old. She won't mind. You know, it's going to be fine. I'm like, okay, she's going to jump all over, though. And she's like, that's okay. I don't mind. I cross the street. We meet kind of in the middle of the street, roughly just so the dogs can say hi. I think she was thinking that they just sniff, 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 and we'd go on our way. No. Roxy, first of all, is a maniac, jumps all over that dog, jumps all over Uma. And then as I'm trying to get a hold of her and make her sit, she proceeds to turn her butt away from me and back out of her harness. She pulled a Houdini. And I freak out because first of all our harness is now all the way hooked together it's all connected and it's connected to the leash that is not connected to anything and she's running free and in the middle of the street mm -hmm. luckily uh i know she just wants to jump all over that dog so unfortunate for the dog i let her go for a second so i can unhook her harness to get it ready to hook back onto her and then with the help of uma as as i'm meeting a new person i'm saying shit son of a bitch shit and i'm trying to keep myself together and i'm like just don't drop any f-bombs katie because this lady probably won't like you you're in the suburbs now you're in the south people are you know proper takes probably what's like three minutes felt like five hours to get her hooked back together and in that harness and then i told sean i was so mad at her she knew i was mad she like you know, was pretty mellow after that. But sweet Mother Mary, she just popped right out of that harness. Mm-hmm. Same lady, two months ago, I was walking across the same crosswalk <laughs> and Roxy pulled the same stunt. She, I don't know, she gets so excited then she like does this weird twist and then she escapes her harness. Yeah, well she throws, so she pulls away from you. Cause you know when you're pulling back, we hook it on the front of her harness because she's a puller and that prevents her from pulling. So she pulls her butt away from you and like backs out mm-hmm. she duck she like drops her front legs and like ducks out that son of a bitch in uh, in defense of the harness manufacturer um i believe that roxy has an odd an odd shaped uh torso she has a really really <laughs> tiny waist and a super barrel chest a really a, thick neck yeah and a thick neck so it just doesn't make sense the way like it, it fits around her tummy it's yeah. loose down there mm-hmm but then up top, it's really tight. But then she can still get out of it. How could she get out when it's tight? I don't know. I don't it's know. It's crazy. So I ordered a new one. I'll report back. I ordered a new harness and a new collar that can be hooked together. So a guy was saying that they need to be hooked together so that if they back out of the harness, they're still attached. Mm. And I had to buy with the harness 
comes this specific leash attachment that will attach to the front and the back of the harness simultaneously. Homegirl is going to be strapped in like no, never before. And hopefully we don't lose her. But I was scared she was going to run off and she had no collar then because she'd backed right. out of all of her stuff. And I don't know. Anyway, I was really mad at her, but we made up. It's fine. <laughs> but I'm still like, oh, why can't she be normal? She has to jump all over everybody. And I try, I kept saying, telling her to sit. I kept trying to give her instructions. She's pretty obstinate. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I She's very strong headed and. We're, we've worked with her. We've brought her to training and we're pretty, we're, we I mean, don't get not, amped up. We don't rile her no. up like to, you know, and, and she has rules, but for some reason she, she's a stubborn dog. When she decides that she doesn't want to do something, it doesn't matter if you need her to do it or not. She's not going to do it. It's so frustrating. Mm. Okay. Moving on. I have to put that in the past. Yep. Shake it off. But I was, a better day. I was sweating when I came home because it's warm out and I was like wrestling her and you're also stressed. And I was like, it just took me a while to like come out of it. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Jules has the next section entitled Holiday Traditions mm. or Ideas. I love it. Last year, I created a winter snack, warm mince pie on butter toast. <gasps> yes, I do get some funny reactions, but you got to try it at least once. So winter warm mince pie on buttered toast. That sounds delicious. Sounds fantastic. I have no problems with that at all. Come on over. Mm-hmm. Sounds tasty. Quickest potato. Okay, so next. Quickest potato chips in the microwave. What? What? New potatoes chopped up either small chips or wedges. Melt one teaspoon of butter. Add more for a larger amount of potatoes. Coat the potatoes in the melted butter. Add seasoning like I did. Black pepper, rosemary, and salt or whatever you like. Microwave for seven and a half minutes. Okay. Then turn over the potatoes and cook for another seven and a half minutes. Voila, yummy chips. Hmm. Mm. Do they they crisp up? I don't the know. outer edges. It's a long time in the microwave, I'd assume. But so that's I don't why know. I like I like a I like a potato that has a a crisp on the outside and mm-hmm. then fluff on the inside. Yeah, I have even made a pot roast by just adding veggies and pre cooked chicken or ham. Yum, that sounds good too. I've made a couple of gift boxes for you guys. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm still munching on the goodies that she sent. And we shared a few with our neighbors next door because they had not had the, uh, the jammy Dodgers or the, the lemon things. I forget what the lemon ones are called. Yeah. So we went over to say hi. I let, I brought a couple with me and they tried them and they said they were delicious. Okay. I made a couple of, uh, oh, gift boxes. Um, a late birthday and Christmas thank you treats. Not sure when they may get through customs. Well, the one already made it. Um, but um, hope they get to you. Okay, they totally did. I'm going to share a what's the naughtiest thing I've done story next because I think it's very rare for me. So it's kind of funny. I think maybe. I'm sure it will be. Okay, so, so we'll just, well, at this point, we're going to change her name mm-hmm. for, you know, to protect her. Protect so her privacy. We have a new letter from. Uh, it's going to be later. It's not in this letter. Oh, okay. Never mind. So curious what your naughtiest or funniest stories are that you feel okay sharing, of course. Ha, ha, ha. Have a great week, everyone. Jules. Thanks, Jules. That's a fun thing to say. What's like the, I don't know, like when you got in trouble as a kid or when you did something that was like sneaky, Mm. the naughtiest or funny thing that you've done. Mm. Write us in at otdmpod at gmail.com. I I do. It's a good prompt. Yeah. Oh, um. Oh, I think an airboat picture. Who was it that sent us the 
Christy? I think it was Christy. Well, she sent us the airboat thing for the for the tree. And this this is from the parade. Did it turn? No. Oh, I tried to get it to turn. Oh, Santa Claus. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Yeah. That's the sheriff. Sheriff Santa Claus. And the Grinch. <laughs> oh, good. We get it. It's all balanced. Yep. It's the Grinch. It's a snowman. That's really fun. That's super cute. It's the sheriff airboat. Forgot to attach the picture. Said sorry. Okay. Ooh. We have a speak pipe. Oh. Are we ready? This is from Riley. Hello, Sean, Katie, Roxy, and everyone else in the OTDM family. Uh, I know it's been a while. It is your girl, Riley, from New Zealand. And it's been a while since I've been pretty busy. I actually got a new job a couple months ago. So Congratulations. I now work as a cook, and I feed people <laughs> at a school. Um, yeah, so it's like an international Bible school thing. It's pretty Thank fun. You. I really enjoy it, and there's really cool people here. And I've been meaning to write in, and every time, I, every time I start writing something, I then get distracted, and then I don't finish it. Um, so I thought this would okay. be easier because then I could actually finish it and commit, even though it's really short. But yeah, I've been having heaps of fun doing that, doing um this cooking and stuff. And I was listening to one of the pre- recent episodes, and he was talking about baking bread, and it was right at that point. Uh, where I had a week or a week and a half of like this bread baking craze <laughs> for myself. And I was baking bread for these guys. Um, and it was really fun. And man, I got to tell you, even bread when it doesn't turn out perfectly, it's still really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, and yeah, I'll hopefully be able to finish writing something for you to, to read at some point. But yeah. See you later. Good to hear from you, Riley. Yeah, good to hear from you. Uh, in an uh, in another life, mm-hmm. I really I think I would have liked to have worked in 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 food services and so on. So when you said that you got a job feeding people or cooking for people, um, I, I just think there's something really rewarding about that. Whether it, the, you know maybe I would find myself not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, job's a job, but I for some reason I just love cooking and uh, and seeing how people react to it. You know. Yeah. Um, mm. Good. Sean does Good love you. cooking. When we were cooking the other day, um, I said to you, do you think you would have liked to have done something like this? And he was like, oh, I don't know, you know. But I think you would. It's almost like an art for you. It's like, I think your creative juices get excited about cooking. Yeah, I really do enjoy it. And learning about, you know, the the different reactions between ingredients and, you know, yeah. it's, it's fascinating. And now that we have more friends through Lauren and Adam who are our chefs and do cook more or just not even they don't have to be chefs but people who just enjoy cooking like you and they always have these big f- feasts or fests I think it's like sparked that back for you yep. a little bit yep, yep, yep. okay do we have time for one more one more letter okay this is from Tom hello Tom it's Tom your Virginia correspondent here got my dog Whitey here I love the tip he's going to say hello through his little bit of uh, mouthiness and his tippy tap i love the tippy tap hey katie and sean you guys just let me know if i'm sending you too much stuff here I oh don't you're fine plug up your inbox we just make our way through i sent you all a bunch more pictures of the trains but if you guys want to shoot them live maybe we could scrap my christmas message and do it live oh also if you guys ever want to call me and just bs and <laughs> put it on the podcast it's okay with me too 
I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera because I got to host safety meetings at work through Microsoft Teams. And gotcha. Look at Tom. I want to pause so I don't talk over him, and I know it's hard with audio, but you are doing fine. We'll just make our way through as quickly as we can. I know that some, a bunch of them didn't come through. I don't know why. Do you remember Tom? So don't don't worry. We're we're almost caught up. We only have like. There's one more from him. Okay. We're just in order. I'm legitimately just going in order. So there's one more from you, and then we're back into other people's letters. So you're doing fine. A good pacing. Took me a little while. I'm sure Katie would say the same thing, but you know what? Yes. I got comfortable, and that's that. That's awesome. Being on camera is its own weird thing. And, uh, yeah, who was it? was just, oh, this is like quite a little while ago, but my... So through my, our friends, Lauren and Adam from Texas, we have a new group of friends and one of my new friends, Mayor, she works at this church and she had to put together this video for the church, like talking about, I think it was like an upcoming event or something. And so this, I I want to say it was during COVID, right? So people were doing things online. And so they were sending out this, these little videos like up this week is da, 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 da. <laughs> she had such trouble with it and it's a church. So it was kind of funny because in her little like me, if you guys ever could see like all of the things that were cut out, she's like, son of a bitch, shit. And I have to like, God, <laughs> redo it over and over. Anyway, it was hard for her to say what she needed to say and to be comfortable being on video because it is just, it's weird. What, you know, here, here's an interesting uh, factoid for, or not factoid, but story from my, uh, my previous career. Um, one time, we were working with uh, the governor of California, and uh, at the time that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. The governor. The governor. And um, so he had, uh, or my client, uh, requested uh, the governor to provide a video for the opening of this new um, uh, show uh, oh, that okay. was happening. And so um, we didn't have a script. And I was so excited. I was like, can I write the script, you know, because mm -hmm. it's a collaborative effort. You know, I, I can't just say this is what he's going to say. I have to kind of get permission because yeah. I'm one of the team members, even though I'm producing. You have to send it to his team and they have yeah. to approve it. And then, yeah. But this is somebody that I grew up watching everything of his when I was a you kid. You have one of his books, his bodybuilding. Book. Oh, it's amazing. You can tell by this physique that I <laughs> really, I, I put that book to good use. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was really, I'm a huge fan of, of his work growing up. That he was everything to a kid in the 80s and 90s. So um, I write this script and I think it's awesome. And I was really thrilled by it. And uh, unfortunately, like I was really hoping that we'd go up to Sacramento to film him. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't the case. They, they said, send the script and we'll, we'll record well, it. film it. Yeah, because they've got cameras set up of in his office, you know. And I was like, oh, darn, you know, because mm -hmm. that would have been amazing for me. Yeah, uh, so you didn't get to meet him. No, I did, but not. Not, okay. not that. I uh, thought you. Okay. I was like, I thought you did, but I didn't. Okay, continue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, they they film my script mm -hmm. and they send it down. Uh -huh. Now, I'll never release it because it's well. Okay, so we we edit the video. Uh -huh. It's great, but what they didn't do is they didn't pre-edit it. They oh. trusted us enough that we would cut yeah, out cut the parts out the where he he's <laughs> flubbing. <laughs> and when I tell you, it was like the 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 joy of my life. So I I. I get the, the the content back. I'm so excited. I, I press play in the edit booth. And there he is, the governor. You the governor. And he's reading my script. My words that I've written are coming out of his mouth. I'm like, this is, this is, I was so excited. And then he chunks on like, <laughs> uh, you know, a couple of words. It's like, oh, sh start over, you know. So he, he, 
he, he would back like to it close his eyes he'd focus <laughs> mumble to himself and then he'd start at the top of the script oh well, funny mm -hmm. you know it's just he's that, an actor too so that's it how you know? interesting but there were some things that i had written that kind of they were not tongue twisters but they were just sentences hard that were, for him mm -hmm. yeah uh probably for anyone you know uh just and he probably had a zillion other things to do and the last oh. thing is to send a video out to one of his donors yeah even though it's a major donor but you know mm -hmm. and uh so i have this this video with a ton of outtakes <laughs> so there's the the regular video yep. and then him flubbing it and like <laughs> he was really hard on himself because he's a perfectionist uh -huh. and so he's like come on get together oh <sighs> you do get frustrated yeah and so that always that all reminds me of um that's a funny video to have. Oh, I, I'm so, every once in a while, I'll open up that file folder and I'll look at it and be like, what a, what a fun thing. Mm -hmm. and, and he was he was very gracious. Uh, I met him fast forward three months later at mm -hmm. the event and he came down for it and I was like so excited. And I said, you you know, you, you mean a lot to me because of, yeah. and I know that he, he had this fall from grace, blah, 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 neither here nor there. That's, was that just because he cheated? Yeah, well, he was cheating on his wife, I think, and. I, I mean, it's not good to cheat on your wife, obviously, but that doesn't discredit his mm, role in your life. That's it. You know, he's a huge movie star mm -hmm. and and uh, someone I, I looked up to for a very long time. He was the Terminator, for gosh sakes, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but but I told him, I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm very thankful that you were able to record the, the video. And, yeah. and he was like, oh, OK. You know, he had no Probably idea who remember. I was. And yeah. he was, there were so many people crowd around and I got to shake his hand and he's just He's a big dude. Bigger than life for me. I was, I've never seen him, but like in so person. Excited. But yeah, so big he said, dude. He said, thanks for writing the script. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is. Wow. And that was it. That's my, my brief interaction. Somewhere in YouTube, unless they, they probably threw it away because it's not necessary to keep the footage. But do you remember that time that YouTube wanted me to film? I forget what it even was. It was just like a little clip. They wanted to do, they were going to clip me into another video that they were creating to like tell creators about something. And I had a really hard time with the script. Okay. It was hot in Santa Monica. We didn't have air conditioning. Do you remember? And I would say a line and you'd be like, no, remember? And I'd be like, fuck. Like I was so mad and like <laughs> cursing and shouting. And then you'd be like, do you want me to cut it? And I was like, just keep it going. I just want to fucking get through this. And we just, and then he's like, do you want me to edit this down? I don't. And I said, just ship it to him. I don't fucking care. I was so sweaty and frustrated. And it was just taking forever for like this two minute clip. And I think somewhere they have that footage unless you cut it out. Oh, I, I think I shipped it, but mm -hmm. there's kind of an unwritten rule behind the scenes. Like you don't, yeah. you don't damage someone else's reputation by releasing stuff. You but know, even like, if they did, I I just laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's just me cussing at myself. But like it's not professional. No, that, right. Like what, yeah. what's in the edit booth doesn't get leaked. Although mm -hmm. some people do that, and I think it's pretty scummy. You know, like yeah. that cast someone in, in a bad light, like from a set. Yeah. I think that happened to Christian Bale a couple of years ago. He was oh. just Well, but awful. he was being a horrible person. He's being a horrible person. So this is the difference between like Arnold Schwarzenegger and me both just cussing at ourselves, being annoyed at the fact that we yeah. can't get this out in the way that it's supposed to be said and me like sweating and being like, hold on. And I'm like, yeah, you weren't abusing <gasps> me in the. No, I wasn't like fucking shot. No, no. And I don't do that anyways. No. But Christian Bale was doing that. And I think he believed he not he not that he deserved to be put on blast, but. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Well, What's number one rule of OTDM land? Don't be a dickwad. Right. Come on. And in that case, you know, that's just karma biting him on the ass. Exactly. Because. Oh, I was under stress. Yeah, we're all under stress. Yeah. And you're the other, only person who has a nice trailer to go back to. Everyone else has to. Everyone else is fucking showing up and doing their job, you dickwad. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Back to Tom. One other thing. Some of the ones I send you, Katie, aren't appropriate. 
Go ahead and delete them. It's no skin <laughs> off of my behind. Thanks for understanding. Is, I know to be funny, you got to push the limits, and some of my stories do just that. <laughs> we love your stories. Also, just wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas. Hmm. Got the Christmas tree here on Friday. Katie, you said you grew up on a Christmas tree farm. What kind Thank of you. trees did your family produce? I want to say they're nobles. I think that's what they're called. Because ours are not the fluffy, bushy ones, which I, it's so funny, random story, Tom. Our, down our street is another Christmas tree farm where I grew up. And they had the bushy trees. And we're also friendly with them. Like they're, I don't know if we're related to them, probably, but they're just good family friends. And they would always throw this huge Christmas party and they have live music. It was like a big, and they're a big, beautiful barn. They were like a very wealthy family and they had a, just a lot more property and they had the big fluffy Christmas trees. And I always wanted a fluffy Christmas tree, but my papa grew nobles, which are like, you can, they're, they're beautiful trees. They're what he liked, but you can see into the, the actual stock or the trunk, the trunk of the tree. Does that make sense? So it's not that big, fluffy, bushy. It's, you see right through. Different styles, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I want to say those are the two most common Christmas tree types, but I'm just, I'm assuming people have. You could do like a Clark and have one from in the middle of, you don't even know what it is, and it comes with like a, a squirrel and raccoon in it or whatever. I know I've always liked the ones with blue and green needles, you know, the mm -hmm. Fraser firs and the mm. blue spruces, but... Ours I went with that. the Fraser this year because it was a little too early for a spruce. They don't have as good a needle retention. Hmm. But that one picture of me as Santa Tom there, that was my brother's Christmas tree last year. Kind of cool story about that star there, Katie. My mom and dad lost their jobs in the early 1980s when I was just six months old. And one year for Christmas, mom decided that she was going to make everybody on her list a couple of Christmas tree ornaments. That was going to be their present. Oh, that's cool. And that star comes from that era of our family. So I got a bunch of her other felt ones that she made my grandma. That's and super cool. Tell you, I'm partial, though, to the old-fashioned ones. Yeah. I've got Me ornaments too. from the 40s and 50s and 60s. and Just inherited my late Grandpa Fitz's collection. And I tell you always makes me smile when i see him there's a lot of good memories of him and going to his house so that's one thing i was wanting to get at my grandma's with some of her christmas ornaments oh yeah that's a good idea just because it like would remind me of her i think i'm gonna have to take a trip out there like just a weekend and go get some stuff but um it's always there's a couple of ornaments throughout the years that i have memories of my mom and i is before Pinterest, but imagine it being like Pinterest. I think we must have watched it on the news or TV or some kind of show, but they showed how you could clean out. And I'd forget what it was. I want to say it was like either rubbing alcohol or uh, hydrogen peroxide or something like that. And you put it in, we got these glass bulbs and you put it inside and it clears them out. So they're just clear. I'm sure now you could probably just buy them that way. But back then in like the nineties, that was just what was available. So you clean them out and then you can put different things in there. Like uh, we put curled up ribbon, Christmas ribbon, um, and all sorts of different things. When you can put like glitter in with glue and shake it around, all sorts of different things. So my mom and I made, I want to say like four of these that we've kept. We broke a few trying to do that. But so whenever, they, she still puts them on her tree and I always see them and like have that memory of them. 
And my grandma had these older ones, which were like indented. So it'd be like a teardroppy kind of shape and indented with like a, I don't know. It's a certain era. When you see them, you know that they're older and lots of purple and blue, which you don't really see that in ornaments anymore. Yeah, I like things that aren't uh, plastic. So if it's uh, metal or ceramic, yeah. you know, you, plastic's fine, mm-hmm. but certainly everything is plastic now and, and I know. comes out of factory. But when, when it's something that, I'm not that the other ones didn't come from a factory, but mm-hmm. uh, the craftsmanship is different. Yeah. I like vintage. I like, me too. I like our tree because it's just a collection of random things um, and no like matchy, matchy plastic bowl, uh, balls or anything. But um, the one bummer is with our fake tree is I cannot get our old, I have this glass hand blown like topper that's like pointed for the life of me. I can't get it on the top of that tree mm-hmm. and I don't really know what to do about it. I So I had to buy a different one this year that like clips because it's just too thick it won't go in the in because you have to slide it on to the top of the tree and you can't i can't get it to happen okay sorry tom back to you that's about what christmas is it's a time of remembrance for me mm-hmm. also speaking of christmas the holiday season our hunting season ended yesterday mm-hmm. a buddy of mine brought a couple of his boys up and they both shot those on my family's property and I was with one of the boys, and I'll tell you, seeing a youngster enjoy the sport is very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Having those two in my house with all the antiques, though, that, that kind of had me on edge. But <laughs> I'm sure. They, they filled their tags, and I was delighted for them. I'll tell you, Africa hunting, Sean, you're right on. That game is a huge resource to those countries. In fact, the one we were in, Namibia, I've been told Ooh. they'll punish a poacher by death. So oh, wow. They, they don't play around over there. There's a lot more animals in Africa than you'd think. I mean, you shoot five or six different things when you're there. It's like your last half dozen deer seasons packed into about three, four, or five days. Wow. But I tell you, it's, it ain't cheap to go over there. The Plains game is rather reasonable. That's about like going out and hunting elk in the western U.S., but oh, okay. my uncle shot a leopard while we were there, and this is 15 years ago almost. He paid 20 grand. Oh. And also, some of the other stuff, like the Cape Buffalo, the trophy fees are 50 grand on those. Pause it. Crazy. But again, the like to be clear, the, the fees that, they they generate they go back into the they go back into conservation so it's it's quite interesting and i did i was unaware that that's how these fees work it's not like someone's pocketing it it goes back into ensuring that the the herds of animals are are thriving Mm -hmm. um and that you're keeping poachers at bay which is fifty thousand twenty thousand that's crazy mm -hmm. wow yeah they take it serious i mean well it limits who can do it so then there's less you know what i mean it's like it just means that there's going to be less people hunting. It puts more money into the system so mm-hmm. that they can preserve the the animals the way they are, which is... Yeah, which is awesome. I think so. Uncle wound up shooting an elephant in self-defense and didn't have to pay for that one. But oh, yeah. They can be dangerous to stop you. That's probably the one of the big five or the dangerous seven right there, so... <laughs> Crazy story for another day, I guess. <laughs> Will you all take care and just... Reach out if you want. You know where I'm at. And Tom, your correspondent from Bluefield, Virginia, is always happy to see you. 
Well, thanks for writing in to, or sending a message in, Tom. I, I think it's wonderful that uh, you had kids come up to your property and, and were able to, you know, learn about hunting um, mm-hmm. with you and, and your buddy. Yeah, it, I grew up doing it. It's important um, for people to understand, hey, where does the meat come from? You know, well, not just from the grocery store. I saw mm-hmm. a segment on TV a couple of years ago, and obviously they cherry pick the comments um, and they were interviewing people on the street and they're asking them, do you know where ketchup comes from? Mm-hmm. No one knew where ketchup came from. There was like five people. That it's tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, how long it took them to get five people to say, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. They may have taken them all day interviewing people. 99 people get it right. But the fact that some people have, that there's that much of a disconnect in the food chain mm-hmm. that you don't know where ketchup comes from. There's a picture of a tomato on the bottle usually, yeah. right? And it's the same thing, I think, with meat. Like you have to have a healthy respect for it. And if you ever shoot an animal or you know, I, I think that this allows you to kind of comprehend what what is what actually goes on. You're, just, you're not just getting it in the store. Oh, yeah. it's a hamburger, or well, know, and then people that there. I do have this struggle with people who eat meat and then are mad at hunters. Right? And they're like, "Oh, that's so barbaric," or whatever. And I'm like, "What do you think happens in order to get it to you?" And I think growing up hunting always like that's how my family could afford to feed us was my dad would hunt also my dad loved to hunt but he would hunt and then you know butcher clean the meat and freeze it and that's what we would eat throughout the year um i think there's just a different perspective a different respect it's healthier for the animal they're yeah. they're not sitting in a pen somewhere mm-hmm. they're not being abused they're not being grown just to be you know and and drugged to be uh healthy you, you know what i mean with yeah, antibiotics, with antibiotics and, and stuff, or yeah. finishing like that rsb or whatever mm-hmm. or rbs yeah. or yeah, it's, it's better for the animal. They actually have a regular life. Yeah, and they don't have to, I mean, this sounds interesting, but the, the end of the animal's life is a lot different than what it would be like in the wild without them being hunted, right? So it's a quick death. Yeah. As opposed to the animal kind of maybe starving or being eaten by another animal. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I was like, yeah. wait, I'm not following. But yeah, um, and I mean, it's just, I grew up, it's just part of my life. And I know people have judgments around it or whatever, but I think it's important for people to understand the process versus being like, well, it just shows up in the grocery store and it's better that way. I don't really think it is better that way. No, and you you actually comprehend maybe the, the end of life a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, by perhaps you being there or you actually shooting the animal. Yeah, agreed. You're not just shooting it and leaving it. No, no. And then we, we would always, I mean, you use almost all of the animal, really. Yeah. Interestingly enough, do you know what barbecue means? Uh, no, I mean I know what it means. I'm not making a joke either. But in I was worried that you it's were. French, mm-hmm. barbe mm-hmm. à cul. So from uh, the the beard to the, the uh, oh the butt, to the butt, know, yeah. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, we used to, to the, have uh, to the tail. You know, like yeah. the tail end. Oh, so. funny. Yeah, every year, uh, the Wilsons, one of our family friends, they used to have like a a pig roast. Oh God, is there anything better than a pig roast? I do not think so. And they had this big pit and, you know, it would be going all day until yeah. we eat in the evening. It's amazing. It was a fun I've event. I've only been to two. Mm-hmm. One was in Hawaii and one was in Quebec. Quebec, they love pork. Oh, they do. Um, it's true. Yeah. And, uh, but the one that we did in Quebec, I remember because I was like 14 or whatever, we went to this thing and I was like, what? A whole pig? Yeah. And it had been roasting all day. It's just, it's, so good. it's a celebration, right? Mm-hmm. You've got this animal and, and it brought together, I was like, 10 families yeah, say it's a ton of people yeah yep. exactly yeah so anyway thanks tom for sending that in um thank you all for sending in your letters feel free to send in to jules's point 
some of your like naughtiest or something where you did something like a little sneaky or wrong or maybe you got caught. I have lots of stories about that. When you're younger or stupid things you did, send it in to otdmpod at gmail.com and we'll get through your letters little by little. Have a wonderful weekend. Great to see you. Thanks for being here. And if you are on Apple, mm-hmm. feel free to leave a review. Give mm-hmm. it uh, five stars, four stars, somewhere on there. And uh, Five stars only. Five stars only. <laughs> Have a good one. Only for you. <laughs> Bye. <clears throat> I can't sing that high. <laughs> Bye.